the first law of Ivanova's hair. Doesn't make any sense. Do the IMDb corner because oh, good grief. Look, do you know what it's like when telepaths make love? You and I being of firm New England stock understand yes. what it means to be emotionally bound up. This might be my adult brain. Look at you being all judgy. Don't call it a comeback. We've been here for years. I generally want uh, less Jack the Ripper. I should probably just cut all of this. The dutiful master of horse. Brain, brain, what is brain? Oh, I'm sorry. Suck it, DS9. I'm full of tinier vorlons! Cougar for Cocoa Puffs. Don't step to me with Bionic Bigfoot, man. I think I've had enough of you. I shall sail into the west and remain Garibaldi. What's she gonna look like with a chimney on her? Episode 97, Secrets of the Soul, in which Byron and Lita uncover the truth about the relationship between the vorlons and the telepaths. Coming to you live from a telepath snuggle party, this is the name of the pod, your Babylon 5 podcast. <laughs> What? Keep going. <laughs> where, where we take a look at the 1990s television show Babylon 5 and its enduring cultural legacy, etc., etc. I am one of your hosts, Chris Tatro, and my good friend and very squicked out co-host is... Ugh, I can't even say my name. My tongue is just... <laughs> my name is John Cassie. That is shame on you. You knew what, you knew what response... You knew that I, would squig me to the nth degree. You and, picked that for a reason. I, I I told you, you usually start in the odd episodes, but if you don't have something, I'll go. <laughs> you, know, you, you dug oh. your own grave here. So, so this is my fault, as always. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. I would have had us coming from the Department of Breathtaking Hypocrisy. Well, Referencing the B-plot. Sure, sure. Yeah, but a telepath yeah. snuggle party, we all know what it's like when telepaths make love now. Quite literally, Apparently. everyone does now. Uh, yeah, yeah, we all do. Yeah. <sighs> Although I have to say the whole, the, the Vorlon X-Files tank, you know, imagery, right. during, not very romantic, I, you know. I... Yeah, that, that's, that's not where I would, that's not where I would go. It's hard to continue in, you know, in that zone when you're getting those sorts of flashes. I'm surprised that, uh, well, anyway, that's probably. Well, I would say it's neither here nor there, but sadly, I think it is. Central and germane it really, it really <laughs> to this is. episode. Yeah. Yeah. So we've got we've got a telepath heavy episode, uh, a Byron right. heavy episode here. Right. Right. Um, and we talked a little bit in the pre-show. You know, we've you you may have noticed, dear listener, uh, a little bit of bias toward uh, Byron in in us. It, yeah. it, we've tried to keep it undetectable, but but it's it's there. Yeah, a uh, bias a bias against Byron and in favor yes. of virtually any other character. Yeah. 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 Um and yet and yet this episode somehow works despite itself. I think. Yeah, the way that that I I I have been thinking about this episode. I watched it again yesterday. I've been thinking about it ever since I watched maybe 24 hours ago. I've been thinking about it ever since as a why does this why does this work? What is actually going on in here that's working? Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of story. There's not a lot of advancement of other elements of the plot. We get an interesting reveal about the Vorlon connection Mm -hmm. we learn a lot about telepaths that's important in this in this season so we get advancement there right but we don't see sheridan or lockley Mm -hmm. 
we don't see Garibaldi. Stephen Franklin is buried in a in a B plot that might even be called a C plot, right? Yeah, yeah. And given my stated feelings about Byron content up to this point, I think a reasonable listener would assume that this episode's going to be high on my hate list. And yet I find it, I find the meta of it kind of wildly interesting. Mm. And I can't seem to shake what's, what's interesting about it to me. Yeah. So JMS cares a lot about ideas that are often dismissed in our contemporary framework as social justice warrior causes, Mm -hmm. right? Racism, social justice, um, housing. um, Economic equality in general. Economic equality, that that kind of thing, right? Right, Um, right. And we get a lot of that in this episode mm-hmm. we get I mean these episodes that I might call your sort of think pieces every every sci-fi show does does programs like this sure right you know um, the conscience of the king in Star Trek the original series mm-hmm. you know the drum head in Star Trek the next generation you, you know the, all all these shows kind of do these static, inexpensive, mm-hmm. right? Where they really try to riff on the themes of the show. And I think this is as much about race and racism as it is anything else. Um, yeah, uh, definitely. I Yeah. You know, with... You know, starting with the Pac Mara, our mm-hmm. favorite recipient of racist uh, language and intentionality. Mm-hmm. You know, even Dr. Franklin can't help but resist to remind us, even though we've been told for years, the Pac Mara, noted carrion eaters, the Pac Mara, mm-hmm. right? I mean, you got anything it's else? Like, yeah, it's like that's their full their full name you know you can't you can't say one without the other right noted potato eaters the irish yeah right it's like what that that Mm -hmm. all you got yeah Um, give us some more depth to their to their people you know we've got more depth out of the you know the drazi certainly for sure for sure and and we then you know we sort of move into a segment where a number of uh, refugees mm-hmm. you know, a- arrive at Babylon 5 because they they believe that they will have sanctuary here. Yeah, you know, when we get we get Zach right. kind of being the mouthpiece of the of the anti-telepath racism here yep. um, as they come onto the station and you know, his, he hasn't good old Zach, you know, if you need somebody to, to objectively you know, show the, the worst of humanity, <laughs> it's going to be him. Um, you know, right. if, sign up for night watch. Sure. I'm first in line. That's right. Um, so right. not too, you know, it, it's, it's, I guess it's not surprising, but it would be nice if it had been somebody else maybe that had, 
uh, drawing the drawing the short straw here. Uh, yeah. But yeah, you know, how many of you people are coming through here? You know, well, it's yeah. only a little loaded there. Thanks, thanks, Zach. That's great. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, especially given his, you know, his past, he's he's had, you know, a, a good relationship with Talia, not with right. Talia, with with Lita. Lita, yeah. Um, and uh, you think that would account for something? Yeah, I, I, except except he as much as says, you know, well, you're a you know, you're a paragon of your type. Yeah. Right. You're you're the you know you're the model telepath. Yeah. Right. And she she as much as says, I made myself into this for you. Mm-hmm. You know, I I was I was a dummy, and I did what you asked because I thought it was right. And what did I get for it? Bupkis. And then I did mm-hmm. it again, risking my life. And what do I get? You hound dogging me because I don't have enough uh, credits in the bank to live mm-hmm. in this in this these quarters, which let's face it are not luxurious, right? Where's my pension, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, and you know, you can imagine any number of, uh, um, uh, you know, South Vietnamese, mm-hmm. you know, officers who wondered where the United States was when. The war ended, or Iraqis, or Kurds, or Kurds, or or or, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, um, and on some level, it's hard to it's hard to blame Lita for being like enough already, enough already right. with all of you, right? Yeah, right. I mean, Zach's outbursts are they're 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 prototypically racist. It's not even yeah. It's, it's cartoonishly almost. It's cartoonishly it's, racist. Yeah. yeah, exactly. There's there's there's, there's no subtlety in it. You know, mainly I don't think JMS has time for subtlety at this point. He's just gonna, gonna yeah. deliver the deliver his point boom, and boom, and move on. Yep. Yeah. And uh, and Zach gets to be the blunt instrument of that delivery. Yeah. You know, he doesn't say teep. Mm-hmm. Right. So at least he's avoiding the um, the basest of slurs. Right. right, we get that from our, you know, central casting, you know, thug. Thug number one. Num- yeah. Yeah. Yeah, thug of the week. Yeah. Um, and the, I mean, the connection, obviously, between that kind of rhetoric and that kind mm-hmm. of violence, we're meant to see as as easily equated. Oh, absolutely. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and, and, you know, we're not breaking big news or, or new ideas here that dehumanizing language leads to dehumanizing behavior. Behavior. Yeah, exactly. You know, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, no great, no great surprise. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So we've got a political situation on the station that the president of the interstellar Alliance has created. Namely, this can be a, a refuge, mm-hmm. safe Harbor. Okay. You know, there's a reason why if you look at a map of where uh, European Jews fled while the Nazis were coming to power in the 1930s, mm-hmm. places that you would not think would figure, Shanghai, mm. figure. Why? Because there were a couple of places where there was a bit of a more of an open, an open acceptance. Mm-hmm. Like uh, you know, free cities, free ports, right? 
And right. if the only place you can get passage to is Shanghai, which is like as remote as Babylon 5 is to Earth, mm-hmm. you know, as is from Europe in the 1930s. Of course, people are going to take any means to get there because no other place is safe. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's no no surprise that we've got, you know, presumably, you know, this was not the, you know, from what Zach says, this was not the first shipload full of, of telepaths right. that have shown up on the station. Right. Um, you know, and and as much as Sheridan has given them the permission to make this their sanctuary, he hasn't given them a lot of help. In no. That. You know, they're no. still they're still down in, you know, Brown 85. Yeah. Um, yeah. Know, they're not they don't seem to have any kind of official standing or protection. Yeah. And if Zack is any indication, station security is actively antagonistic against them. So, you know, That seems crystal nice, clear. Nice sanctuary. Thanks. You know, don't uh you know, don't put yourself too far out there, Sheridan. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess it's probably better that you're not actively killing us or, yeah. you know, uh, placing us in parts of the station where there's an immediate risk of a, uh, you know, of a hull breach or, you know, there's <laughs> right. no water. Yeah. I mean, we're not in the cesspool. We're not in the, sept- the septic system. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's better, right? Yeah. But you get yeah. the sense it's not a lot better well you know it's funny you know there's a couple of scenes where byron is you know in their quarters and there's this big you know high voltage um you know touch and die kind of you know i mean they're basically in you know like a like a boiler room in a boiler room yeah Yeah. exactly right yeah yeah um and yeah i wondered about that at first like that's an odd prop to have on the wall and then i oh yeah i guess hmm. yeah i guess that does kind of make sense with where they get stashed I mean, I kind of like it as a prop because it feels so yeah. incongruous, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, so in in this regard, the episode really works, even though really nothing has has really happened. Yeah, right? we're just getting we're getting more uh, more about the the attitude on the station and the brewing the brewing hostility even here in their safe place right toward these people Um, we get Lita kind of being torn between you know back and forth between the two worlds and oh I can't stay the night and that's when we get our snuggle party and everyone comes up and hugs her right yeah I'm gonna say the word snuggle party at least six more times this episode so that's that's great yeah Yeah. Yeah. yep yep I'm the gift that keeps on giving (laughs) (laughs) you always have been Oh, yeah. Um, so you've got all that going on in the A, right? Yeah. And the B is the same, isn't it? it it's it's following some para- definitely some parallel lines. You know, you've got... I, I hesitate to call it a medical mm-hmm. detective story because there's not a, a lot strong. of detectiving going on. It's it, Yeah, it's just that, oh, he just finds it out. You know, yeah, he's not. There, there aren't clues to be kind of tracked down. He's just you know pulling, pulling on the string, and and now we get some exposition. Right, right. Um, yeah, I thought that. I thought the whole they don't have any records. 
and they suddenly appear in the historical record. That felt a little strange. It definitely feels, unless they're you know brand new to the Alliance or something, and they haven't had a lot of other contacts, but you would think somebody other than this doctor, you know, would have would have figured it out, would have pieced, oh, you know, what do you mean there's no records? I mean, who put the records into the system? Somebody right. Somebody had to have been like, wait a second, we're missing, you know, we're missing A through R of the encyclopedia here. What's going yeah. on? Yeah, yeah. You know, planetary surveys, cultural history, hello. Well, and and to do that archive work at the time would suggest that the Hayek were, they felt shame about what they had done. Mm-hmm. But we don't get that sense from our Hayek characters. We don't. Right. And it like, would, and purging, purging an entire planet's history, you know, all reference of it, it I can't even imagine that undertaking. That's got to be huge. It's not just somebody, right? You know, feeling a little shameful about it and leaving it out of their diary, right? And the only example that comes to mind of an equivalent attempt was immediately post Salem in the Massachusetts mm-hmm. colony. Many of the elite colonial leadership attempted to purge the records of the courts and diaries and, Mm. you know, of evidence of their complicity. But Mm -hmm. even even in a situation like that, where you have only a single county, you know, Essex County, Massachusetts, Salem was the worst, but it wasn't the only place, Mm. right? Right. Even in that, and a systematic effort by elites to suppress and delete the data it didn't get deleted you could still comprehend the full story you miss parts of it that you'd like Mm -hmm. to have Mm -hmm. but you have enough of it so that you can tell you know imagining this in in this case kind of the the entirety of the culture what he ought to have gotten is all of these weird fragments right that don't easily add to something yeah and if it's a medical mystery, then you have two or three scenes where he's talking to other people. Hey, you guys have traded with the Hayek. He goes back to the Pakmara, maybe, right? Mm-hmm. Hey, you guys are near their space. This looks like this. What does that mean? Oh, they don't talk about that, right? Mm-hmm. You know, kind of give us a little bit more. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, yeah. right? Again, um, crunch for time for a, for a B plot. If this were, if this if this were the A plot, I think there'd be there'd have been time to to set a more elegant mystery. Yeah, you're you're well. You're certainly right. If it's an A, yeah. Um, but but you yeah, know, the, the, as as it is, we're meant to see it as paralleling this telepaths without a home. Mm-hmm. racist treatment you know if if only yeah. normals could get their hands on us their default would be genocide right right yeah 
yeah, the Hayek are really you know, the, the other side of the mirror from the that, yeah, exactly. you know, from the from the telepaths that that they're the ones who wiped out their you know uh, co-species on their world right. and you know and now that they're dying because of it right you know that that really you know we we really get a, a um, we get Franklin on on the horns of a of a Hippocratic oath dilemma here yes you know that that can he it, is it just to refuse them help in, because of the atrocities that they have that they committed not anybody who's currently alive committed but that mm-hmm. they as a people committed hundreds and hundreds of years ago mm-hmm. and now of course on the telepath side of things you know we have you know the 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 revelation now of the Vorlon interference and right we've got questions of justice on, on both sides of things. How do you hold the Hayek accountable for what happened 800 years ago? Certainly right. that they have benefited from, but they, but that they weren't directly responsible for themselves. And really at that level of magnitude, how do you hold them responsible at all? What is appropriate? There's no one to receive the Truth and Reconciliation Commission's work. Right. There's no one to receive reparations. There's yeah. there's no way to do it, right? Right, in a right. way that closes the circle. Yeah. And and similarly, the Vorlons, you can't you can't march the Vorlons into the Hague, right? Yeah, they're because they've here left anymore. the galaxy, right? So, right. so it falls upon people who weren't involved in this. I guess it's more than eugenics, whatever it was that the Vorlons were doing, creating these telepaths, you know, twisting these people. Yeah. Uh, it falls on on everyone else to take up the, the responsibility of providing justice. Yeah. And, and, you know, boy, is that a tricky question. You know, of, Full of, stop. You know, yeah, sure. I'm sure the Centauri are going to be like, we didn't have anything to do with this. Why should we be helping out? You know, what, why should we give them a planet or something? Why should we do X, Y, right. Z? Right. Yeah. And, you know, we know from our own culture that merely getting a majority culture that engaged in cultural genocide, let alone real genocide, to apologize mm-hmm. and own it is akin to impossible. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And... If there was none of those people left, I mean, you it, it shouldn't take that much of imaginative work to imagine the way the Hayaks speak to each other. Mm-hmm. Which is, of course, I think in part what Stephen Franklin is is, you know, is pushing off against. But you know, when I said at the beginning, I would have said we're coming from the Department of Breathtaking mm-hmm. Hypocrisy. It's it's. Franklin, who's behaving in a way that reads to me as, you know, sanctimonious Stephen Franklin, rather than thinking it through a little bit. The Centauri did the same thing to a people on their on their world. And, you know, in the Lurker's Guide, JMS, a uh, little bit of uh, a little bit of talking out of uh, both sides of his mouth, in my judgment, mm-hmm. uh, 
As for the Zaun, the difference is that the Centauri mainline clashed with the Zaun when both were primitive in fighting for food, resources, that sort of thing, similar to our neanderthal Cro-Magnon struggle, whereas the Hayek did it when they were more advanced and it wasn't a struggle, more of a program of extermination. Well, I don't know. That doesn't really land yeah. for me. Well, right. I mean, you can't go around... Well, I, I guess it's possible that someone could, you know, come down from the skies at some point and hold humanity accountable for for the, the Neanderthal um, extermination. That we, we may have to face that someday. Who knows? We, we'd have to be—we would have to in some way be aware of it, right? This is suggesting yeah. that the Centauri mainline knew about the Zon. Mm-hmm. The— destruction of them forms a part of their cultural identity and that they reify that through their religious ceremonies. Yeah, I can see the difference right? you're saying, yeah. That, you that know, what do we know, right? I mean, you know... We didn't we, even we, know they existed. We, right. We know that some people have upwards of 10% Neanderthal DNA. Go gingers. Woo! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and what... What else? I mean, yeah. you know, if you if 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 through intermarriage and speciation, if through Darwin, one version of two attempts at the same solution ends up outcompeting, that isn't what this is. It's not the Zon and it's not the Hayek. You're right. You're right. right. I was and drawing, so, I was drawing inexact parallels uh, to the situation there you know i was i was trying to draw the parallel more to the zon but uh, it's it's not there it was not uh, a yeah. coordinated program of extermination yeah i, I, I yield the point to me yeah well yeah. i wasn't trying to get you to yield but that's fine you will yield it it, it happens so rarely Take, yes enjoy it while you can quite 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 yeah. yeah we'll have to have a podcast or snuggle party Blink, well, blink, blink, time. Blink, 25 blink. minutes in, time to end an episode. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. <laughs> uh, um, no, no. Yeah, so, yeah, so the the, the two storylines do definitely, you know, we, we've dinged JMS in the past for not lining up your A and B and having them so wildly disparate. And here, yeah. you know, they, they fit together nicely. Right. Um, but not, it's, it's not really, it's not in your face hammer blatant as as say zach's racism or something right so, right right i think it you know as much as the the hayek b plot just didn't really do much for me i still appreciated it as the echo of the of the main a plot that was going on yeah yeah it was clear that yeah. you know we're sort of being told a story and we mm-hmm. have a through line we have a thesis right yeah. and so yep. we're gonna you know yeah. now all of that being equal yes okay? One of the listeners of our show, Joe Mason, who has been uh, active on our Facebook group. And the rest of you, we would say your name if you were more active. That's correct. So be like Joe. So become more active. Um, And those of you who are more active and we haven't (laughs) said your name yet, don't worry, we're going to sort that out. We'll get Uh, get there. But in a case, Joe raises raises this question, you know, why are you guys so, so hostile on Byron, right? So when, when Joe kind of raises this question. Paul Polak says, Byron is just plain weird. He needed to be older, more of a father or mother figure than we 
mm-hmm. than we have or we had every time Byron talks to a younger woman you can't help but think yeah I bet he just wants to sleep with her um, and I offered some I offered Lawrence Luckinbill in the previous episodes mm-hmm. um, I offered two suggestions for actresses to do to do that to be the mm-hmm. older version I offered sure. um, the peerless Sarah Douglas Warmaster Shador take her out of sure. the makeup Yep. Let her talk for 10 episodes? Come on. Oh, she did that. Yep, she's great. Um, and Emma Thompson's mother, Phyllida Law, mm-hmm. who's just got a okay. great present in any case. Oh. Yeah. Um, Joe wants to know what the deal is. Because I've been saying, and you've been saying, he squigs us yeah. out, and we're not quite sure yeah. why. Right. Okay. Now I know exactly why. Mm-hmm. And it is because... He reads, and in this episode, it's ever clearer because of Lita's reaction to him. He reads as a kind of classic cult leader. Mm-hmm. Now, maybe all of you who are listening are like, "Durr, you, you two are a bunch of dumbasses. It took you, took you all this time to get there. But I wasn't seeing it that way. Yeah. And it's one thing to be a kind of charismatic and enigmatic figure, Mm -hmm. which they clearly want him to be. Right. When you add the uh, predatory sexuality, which I, frankly, that's what I, that's how I read it. Mm -hmm. Then you end up with Jim Jones. Yeah. Of People's Temple. Or you end up with David Koresh uh, of the Branch Davidians. Now, Mm -hmm. This is the late 1990s, right? The Clinton oh. administration is still going on. It was the yeah. Clinton administration that put an end to the Branch Davidians in its earliest days. Mm-hmm. I don't That's see fresh how. Right, it's yeah. fresh, right? Absolutely. Oh, and, and, and yeah, cult stuff was, was huge in the 90s. It was way, way more of a presence than it is now, mm-hmm. right? This episode... Airs March 4, 1998. That is three years from Heaven's Gate. Yeah. Yeah, about that. 20 years removed from People's Temple. Six, five years removed from um, uh, from the Branch Davidians. Mm-hmm. And uh, Aum Shinrikyo. Right. In, you know, in Japan. It, th- this happens a lot in the culture that is going on at the time. And, you yeah. know, he, he, he reads very much in that way. And I find what that... Was the date, what was the date of the episode again? This one. Original air date, March 4, 1998. Yeah, that's less than a year after Heaven's Gate. Oh, oh wow. So, oh, I yeah. forgot they were that. Right. Yeah. So this is soup. I mean... Yeah. This, this is current affairs. It's not even history at this point, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, that's why I find him such a troubling character, right? Yeah. And I think it's, there's there's the direction around him and around his followers uh, plays into that. We haven't had any of his followers speak Right. Since they came aboard. And sure, they're telepaths. They don't need to speak. But the fact that they're kind of moving around him silently and kind of and doing his his bidding. Right. Um, 
or not maybe not necessarily doing his bidding. Maybe you know they are they've taken his message and they are out of control and they are rampaging through the station while he's in lockup. You know, right. a la the Manson family. Right. They are. Uh, you know, the, but the fact that they haven't spoken has that that gives an air of submissiveness of of the that that cult member um, kind of atmosphere about the whole the whole place that uh, yeah it, it just it, it it clicked into place as soon as you said that's that's how he reads here that's what's going on and he's he's got his his catalyzing moment his you know that that turns him from just being a leader of a people to leading this group now on a mission. Right, right. Um, uh, my my hope is that this is going to give us. It's going to give the writers an opportunity to continue to sort of problematize Bester, mm-hmm. who, as Byron reads, ever more cultishly. If Bester reads as ever more pragmatic, or yeah. or you know, kind of voice of voice of legitimate authority, mm-hmm. right? Then that's a great journey for that character because they're already trying it, right? Because his relationship right. with Lockley is so different. I quite right. like that, right? Yeah, um, but. It'll be it will be interesting to see how they pivot Byron's personality or the way that he expresses himself as we go down the road into the war. Right. Right. Do we get more cult culty cultishness? Mm-hmm. Or does it go in another direction? Um, but I mean on, on honestly, you know, Chris, you and I have done enough study of research in and viewing of the rhetoric of these people Mm -hmm. right go listen to jim jones speak go listen to the heaven's gate leaders t and doe speak Mm -hmm. listen to david koresh um you know folks if you get netflix run don't walk to the documentary wild wild country absolutely which is about the rajneesh poram movement taking over a town in Oregon in the late 70s, early 1980s. Um, the uh, Bhagavan Sri Rajneesh and his spokesperson Svengali Rasputin Byron, all wrapped into one, named Ma mm-hmm. Anand Sheila. Mm-hmm. Ma Anand Sheila, you watch her for three minutes and you're like, yeah, I'm going to buy a ticket and go to Oregon. Right. Right. She's ridiculously mm-hmm. compelling. Yeah. Right. Yep. I also recommend checking out the... Uh, uh, the podcast Escaping Nexium. Yeah, uh, right, more, right. A more recent example of, of this kind of uh, this kind of group. It's 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 rough listening to. It's a woman who got out. Yeah. Um, after being pretty high up in there. Um, but uh, but it was it was it was chilling. And it was a good listen. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, you know, li- listeners, we, we'll see where this goes. But you know, when Chris and I were chatting in the pre-show, I said. You know, this episode kind of, you know, doesn't work. I mean, it's got this, you know, it's like when telepaths make love crap that I hate. Mm. So obviously, you know, a viewer watching this and then turning on our show is going to expect it to be hate, hate, hate. And that stuff I don't care for, obviously. But I think that the the questions raised by this script 
and by the really strong direction from Tony Dow, make this a really interesting episode, even if it doesn't really go anywhere. Mm -hmm. And it's got a lot of stuff in it that I think is problematic, but that's okay. Right. It's it's setting us up. It's the necessary... Like I said, the word catalyst earlier. I'm going to say it again. It's yeah. the it's the it's the 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 fulcrum point right. where we where we pivot Byron into this war leader as opposed to just trying to find a home for his people. And you know he's he's now clearly this this crusading cult leader rather than just a a charismatic. Um, you know, leader of, of, of his group. Right. Right. So we'll see where it goes. Yeah. Yeah. Other Good thoughts? Stuff. No, I think, uh, I think that I'm looking over my notes here. Oh yeah. I did have one other thing. Telepath snuggle party. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, well, folks, uh, I'm not sure that uh, that all of you were aware or know, but one episode of Babylon 5 was not written by J. Michael Straczynski. It was written by Neil Gaiman. Oh, are we up to that one? That episode is next. Oh, excellent. Day of the Dead. So uh, I'm looking forward to speaking to you about this. It will be very interesting. Mm-hmm. Reading about this, I don't remember this episode at all. Nothing. I don't, I've never okay. seen it, no. Um, and it's got... Uh, Penn and Teller from their early days as the uh-huh. noted comedians Rebo and Zuti. And we will see how well this is handled. Excellent. We I will definitely see. <laughs> look forward to it. Yeah. So, yeah. folks, uh, write in. Give us your thoughts. Mm-hmm. Uh, if there are other uh, programs about cults that we ought to watch, point them please. out. Yeah, yeah. Please and, let uh, us know. Always yeah. looking for a new... A new cult show or a podcast. Right. Run, don't walk to Wild Wild Country. Yeah. Ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, until next time, folks. All right. Bye. Bye, everybody.